Hey everyone, how you doing? It's Nelly here. Ooh, yeah! Today we are joined by the one and only Evie Jones. Yes, yeah, she's going to jump right into your goggle box. You may know her from the TV show Goggle Box. Yes, her and Angie and all the dogs entertained us for many seasons. You might have seen her on I'm a Celebrity. Get me out of here! Uh, she's on Studio 10 a lot. She hosts Snack Masters. She's been on The Project. She also has her own podcast, Two Girls, One Pod, which I will be appearing on soon. Evie is fabulous. She is a 50-year-old long-term single woman who loves the single life and all the independence that it offers. We talk about Evie's dating and relationships history. We talk about fat shaming. We talk about telling people to fuck off. I particularly appreciated that chat. We take a beautiful listener call from a woman going through chemo who wants to know if she should put her pics on the apps of her fabulous bald self or not. We get into stupid shit Evie's exes have done. There's a lot. And of course, he's a 10 butt. Evie is such a great example of a happy, independent woman who knows what she's worth and embraces the single life. I reckon you are going to love her. A couple of things. Now, the live show is coming up, right? The live show in Melbourne. Don't forget to book. It is on September 9th. It will feature me hosting with Bev Killick, Adam Richard and Geraldine Hickey. And we'll be talking after dark activities at the Brunswick Ballroom. It's going to be an absolute hoot. There's a link to bookings and all that sort of info in the show notes. Or you can go to the Brunswick Ballroom page or you can go to NellieThomas.com. Either way, find your way to it. It's going to be such a fun night. It's a Saturday night. Um, There's going to be a DJ. They'll be dancing. I'll be around taking photos. It's all the things. So make sure you grab some mates and come to the next live show on September 9th. Now, this podcast was recorded in the council area known as Maribyrnong in Melbourne. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nation, and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. And hey you, hey, call me, yeah, call me. If you have a question, a comment or story you want to share or something you heard on another episode, please give me a call. Go to NellieThomas.com, follow the links to SpeakPipe or there's a link in the show notes. I really want to hear from you. It truly is the highlight of the podcast. Now, last but not least, this is a sex, dating and relationships podcast for adults. If you don't like swearing, oh yeah, it's really going to give you the shits. So off you fuck. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Dear Nelly, I could use some advice, dear Nelly. Yeah, some help would be nice, dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view, dear Nelly. 
in your leopard print little scenario. I I live in this thing. I I live in it. I can't get out of it. And I need to go to Kmart and buy another one because I'm so in love with it, but I just know I'm not going to find Stop. (laughs) I've got a new foster dog (laughs) and she's just found her fucking voice, hasn't she? (laughs) I'm so sorry. When they work out their rights. I'm so sorry. Yes. I haven't been fed enough, Mole. Come on. (laughs) Move it along. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. Welcome to Dear Nelly, Sex, Relationships and Dating from the Other Side of 40. Oh, my God. It's not from the other side. (laughs) That'll be a podcast. (laughs) She's here in her leopard print. It is, drumroll please, Evie Jones. Oh, thank God we're not doing video. Yeah, no, we're not doing it. Because you get my sexy leopard skin pajamas but your <laughs> listeners just get my dulcet tones get your beautiful dulcet tones now of course i know who you are but could you introduce yo yourself i'm evie jones evie justice jones to be yeah. specific <laughs> um tv radio podcast extraordinaire indeed um, some people call me a comedian but i'm not um and you know, you, let me stop you there because i find this really interesting I've had a few different guests who I would also, as a comedian, consider a comedian, and they say the same thing. And you are one of those. Like, just because you don't do stand-up doesn't mean, like, you've got a comedic career. Yeah. Well, yeah, I definitely have done comedic roles. Yeah. um, But um, my manager... (laughs) Made sure that I understood that I'm not to describe myself as a comedian because I'm oh, not. I'm, and, okay. and it's a stand-up thing. It's a, it's yeah, a no, it is. I, I mean, mean, I think that's fair. If you go, I'm not a stand-up, sure. No, I have done stand-up. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I did it one night and I nailed it so well. I retired that night and refused <laughs> to ever do it again. Because you, you know what? Bomb the first night. That is a phenomenon. Like a lot of people, their first gig is amazing and then they think every single gig's going to be like that. And often the second one is diabolical and that's yeah. when they leave. Yeah. That's like um, theatre as well, isn't it? The second yeah. night of anything is always, yeah. always awful because you've got all your friends and family there on your first yeah. night. It's the same as stand-up. I brought all my friends oh. and everyone made me feel so funny and I probably yeah. wasn't. Oh, I no, mean, you totally To are. be fair, I totally would have been, but yeah. um, they were probably going to be there the next time, so there wasn't a next yeah. time. <laughs> there were civilians. So my, of course, I first encountered you on the Teve. Yes. Watching Gogglebox with you and Angie on the couch with the dogs and me going, oh, my God, what a, I mean, the comedic joy is just beautiful, but also someone my age 
on yeah. TV who looks t- like me. Yeah, yeah, represented you as well. Oh, completely. Um, you were in a relationship. I wasn't, but I was that woman who was yeah. really happy to be in or out yes. of a relationship. And, yeah, so it was it was really nice. And I get told that, and it's so nice to hear because, you know, I, I didn't see myself yeah. on TV a lot. So yeah. to be will just make that happen I'll be that person then. yeah and you are that person and I think it's interesting actually just existing can be a revolutionary act in the media space you know what I mean yeah. it's not like you're sitting on the couch kind of reading the communist manifesto you're just being yourself yeah and a heap yeah. of people who don't see themselves going oh my god me too Yes, Me and, too. and they were re- very good at editing us as well and a lot of my obviously quips or whatever, but my opinions about things. Like, yes. I, you know, the very first episode of Gogglebox, um, they showed a clip of John Howard and I went, oh, you're a dickhead. Yes. I can't believe they showed it. I was like, I get cancelled the first step, but I didn't because it's plenty of me around. That thing just Do you know what? That really reminds me, you know, my beautiful youngest daughter, she who just turned 11. Oh, and adore. you do adore. You've got a little special bond. And her and I love watching Gogglebox because I think, you know, you get this sort of overview of everything that's been going on without having to watch the, all the TV. But it's also that stuff because that's how we sit on the couch kind of going, oh, come on, dickhead, or like, oh, you're especially amazing. Belle. <laughs> yes, especially Belle. And I'd like to say that that's come from you, but I think that with or without you, that yeah. kid would have yeah. been that person yelling yeah. at that TV anyway. Oh, my God. You have found a little bestie in that. 100%. She's at there. So she's got a personal trainer and the personal trainer is like 22, like a little young because she's dyspraxic which for those of you who don't know me, it's yeah. a common trait for autistic kids where you're very sort of uncoordinated, which means you get a oh, lot of injuries. Right. So she has a personal trainer and this girl's your classic personal trainer, 22, you know, thin, ponytailed. And I no, listen, I'm overhearing their conversation the other day and she says, well, my mum goes to a gym where they just don't do fat shaming and I think it's really important for you to learn that. Oh, my God, I've already loved this human already but fuck me sideways I love her even educating Educating. 11 year old educating can we just clone her yeah every time that there is a brand new fitness instructor who thinks know everything and honestly believes that fat shaming and is going to work yes just pop her out yes that's where AI could be good could be good bell and a natural reframing, like she, then I heard her go on and she's like, yeah, my mum just started at the gym and she deadlifted 20, 75 kilos. And like, she was so proud. So looking at my larger body as powerful yes. you know, and saying to the, this little personal trainer, that's how you should look at my mum. Exactly. And there's you so know? many cultures that aren't in the West. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. They look at those kind of bodies as strength. Yeah, look, you and I will spend the entire time talking about how great fat mamas are, but can mm-hmm. I take you to little Evie? So mm-hmm. was little Evie dating, like as a teenager? Oh, no. No? What was little she doing? Evie was, little Evie was not little. Little Evie was yeah. fat. And yeah. fat teenagers do not get dates. Did she want to date? Oh, 
God, I was obsessed with boys. All I wanted to do was kiss them and have them love me and everything. And, you know, in hindsight, it was a wonderful thing because I had to work on my personality. I had to work on my... um, personality yeah oh your brain and your heart and your intellect and any of that (laughs) stop it I hated school I had ADHD I was it was all awful at school I could not all I was at school for was to see my friends and play on boys yeah and eat their pies and yes cream buns (laughs) because I wasn't you didn't get that at home so I remember one night I was at a friend's house my parents had a group of 10, five couples. Yeah. And they caught up every weekend because they all played sport together yeah. and they all partied hard together. But yeah. it would always be at each house, right? Mm-hmm. There was mm. this one night where all the other kids were all doing something else and there was only me and another similar age girl. So we were about 14, 15, mm. and the parents all went out. They never went Ooh. out. But they went out this one night and it was just her and I. Anyway, she went to a different school. She had let some of the boys know that she was going to be home. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh. oh, my God, and they all turned up drunk. And this oh. one guy from my school, yeah. he, what, he honed in on me. Oh. I was the only one of two yeah. in the room, um, <laughs> honed in on me and would not leave me alone as far as a- attention. And, in a good way? Yeah. like Okay, in a nice way. Welcome attention. He, he was just like, like, you are the most beautiful. And all, all the other boys were ah. laughing, but he was too drunk to care. Right. And I was just, I was so overwhelmed by it, but it was mm. my first kiss. Like, oh. he kissed me. And the really funny thing is I've never, I remember afterwards, all I wanted to do was that kiss again. And I mm. used to kiss my own knee because it had stubble on it and he oh. had stubble on his chin and oh. it felt the same. And I'd never felt that before. That's but you so know what? Cute. It wasn't a great story in the end because on Monday at school, I remember his mates grabbing him yeah. and dragging him right in front in the middle of the quadrangle dragging him and he stood there and they all pointed and went, that's her. And he went, oh, no. Oh, Evie. It was heartbreaking, Oh, Nelly. that's it was devastating. Devastating. Like, I was so, because he kept saying, I was going to see you on Monday. I'm going to see you on Monday. And I was like, oh, oh. no, you won't like me. You won't. You won't. Oh. I know you won't because no boys do. And he's like, I do. I think you're the most beautiful. You've got the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen. Yeah. Anyway, when, um. Yeah, on the Monday, it was just, it was absolutely heartbreaking. Like my, bro- that is my heart broke. Devastating, devastating. And, you know, it's interesting. So my older daughter is 16, so obviously a lot of her friend group are starting to date. And, I mean, I'll be careful about details, but just one of them had had, and she's not a big girl. Like she's actually a very, you know, classically sort of thin, tall, you know, gorgeous teenager. And she has had that same thing. And I'm that mum that they come to, yeah, you know, you which are. which is great. And I love that. Wonderful. Wonderful. And she's like, you know, basically he wants to do it in secret. And then when we're at school, kind of pretend I don't exist. I'm like, absolutely fucking not. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not. Like you don't have to make out at school. No. No. You know, but no, kind of negative you. Yeah, he is. And acknowledge the relationship as to what it, for what it is. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And you know what? Thank God we have women like us to talk to children. Yeah. Um, and teen girls like that, yeah. teen boys, teen yeah. non-binaries. Yeah. To say absolutely not no. because you know I didn't have an adult to talk to about it no shit neither did I and then you incredibly and if I had yeah what would have happened said, what are you doing you know what's interesting as well we've talked about this with little queer kids who come out and then there's no adults around you know guiding them mm. um but I think it's also really interesting I've seen this to some extent I've experienced it but I've seen it with a lot of big girls, thick girls, fat girls, whatever you want to call them, maybe boys as well, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. They can be, particularly in that late teen period, very vulnerable because they know that they're not quote-unquote wanted. And so, therefore, if any guy comes along at a party and kind of goes, oh, my God, you're beautiful, you want to blow me, they're like, oh, oh maybe I do I'm not sure if I do oh no of course I do of course I do we have to talk especially if you've got big girls in your orbit I mean of any age but particularly if they're young no you don't that is not attention that's no. good and you know what now it's not just the big girls it is the patriarchy yeah. they teach those boys to make girls from a very young age feel that they are shit house, yeah. that they are need to be something to make the boys want them. Yeah. And then when that turns out to be a blowjob, they'll do it mm. because they're oh, yeah. already disliked and yeah. gonna suck anyway and you're all yeah. gross and dumb and can't run and you can't throw a ball and, yeah. oh, my God, you're so annoying. And, and your, your bodies are weird and your you're body, too emotional. Yeah, yep. you know, all I think of it. it's taught. I know a couple of teenage boys as well through, you know, my kids' circles. And I, what I think is interesting too is that how much that harms them because yeah. you imagine that bravado, say in oh. that situation of the boy at school kind of pretending, I don't even know her, I don't even know her. Literally half an hour later he's texting her going, I'm really sorry, like I, I do really like you. So he's actually putting on a mask pressure you know like to get to put to put to present I can't like her that would be weak well and he's lying and expecting her to help him with that lie and knowing Mm. how wrong it is yeah and feeling like shit and then you know and then boys are killing themselves because they can't fucking handle the pressure yeah so let's just dismantle the patriarchy that's right and just and name it yeah anyway I want to come back to you so that situation happens and I had a similar situation and I think there'd be so many people listening going, oh, my God, yeah, and the heartbreak and I'm fucking 50, you know what I mean? Like it's still, that's still a little wound. Um, When, like, did that prevent you dating or, like, did you then? Oh, God, no. No. I was, was, there was, it was all about me being wrong. I had to lose weight. And when, you know what, the really funny thing is I knew it at the time and I know it now. I didn't get it. I wasn't angry back then because of the culture. Yeah. But all I knew was every boy around me wanted to be around me all the time. Yeah, because you're so charming. I was just fun and we just, and I was smarter than them and funnier than them and they'd never met a chick like that. So boys loved hanging around me and they were all attracted to me and they hated it about themselves. So there would be a lot of vitriol at me. Can we sit with that? That is exactly what's going on. Like in that dynamic where, where it's the can't see you in public, I'll text you later, 
oh my god you're the most beautiful thing ever like that is nothing to do with av no that is internalized nothing. hatred yes themselves so i think homophobia is the same absolutely and i hate what? whatever bit of me is that yes and it yeah. still happens to this day yeah i'll meet someone i'm a straight mostly straight white man mm. often my friend's husbands mm. who hate me because they're so attracted to me oh they feel i see it i see it in their eyes mm. i smell it about mm. them mm. but i can see them conflicting instead yeah. of just saying, gee, she's gorgeous. Yeah, why and not? Obviously there's something going on in the relationship that, you know, they can't yeah. say that. I and mean, that's another whole, whole other thing. Oh, we'll get to that. Mat- matrimony and mo- yeah. monogamy and all that yeah. shit. Can't stand all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And the rules and the boundaries and all yeah. that kind of thing. But I have had four husbands get really, really drunk mm. and absolutely annihilate me verbally like and almost physically wow because they're so angry at me for existing and what are those well because you're a single independent woman who's in her 50s bit too mouthy for them oh too mouthy yeah right who do you think you are you think you're hot as well and i'm like "Mm, you said that not me yes oh um this is all you know they hate they hate and you know i'll say i can see you and mm. that fucking incenses yes, them even absolutely. more. Absolutely. No, no, I'm co- I'm covering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you, yeah, you're actually not, mate. No. <laughs> you're actually and it's not. Really, and it's really interesting because every time it's happened, it's always been with the wife there or the partner yeah. and she gets shocked. She's not seen any yes. of this coming and it's been coming for months. Yes. And the, the partner has gotten too drunk yeah. and then they try to intervene and say, what are you doing? It? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'm so sorry. I don't know why he's behaving like this. And then I start to explain it to them in front of the man, exactly what's happening. Oh, that blows them up. Yes. So, um, Because that's when you're exposed. I mean, exposure, being exposed for what's actually happening. And I think often in relationships, and all of us do this, it's just a matter of degree, you're blinded. You know, you see what you want to see and if it contravenes your version of them and that's I think why it's so confronting if it's extreme like that because you can't ignore that aggression no and as a single woman it's extremely confronting because I don't have that partner there to go mate yes you know pull your head in what are you doing yeah and it would never happen if I did that can I tell you what's more confronting if you did have a partner there and they didn't do anything oh Right, and there'll be a lot of people yeah. listening going, I've been in that situation. Yeah. So absolutely. you're you're long term single. How long have you? You're fifty one. Fifty. Fifty. How long have I'll you be been 51 single? Fifty one soon, but thank you yes. for reminding me. <laughs> Let's not age me, Nellie Thomas. Let's. Oh, not... sorry. You're fifty in a couple of months. Uh-huh. And how long have you been single? I'm very bad at math, but yeah. since 1999. Yeah, ballpark. So twenty four years. Twenty four years. Yeah, and you, one of the things I adore about you is that you fucking own that. Mm, That is a crown on your head. You've got your saber. (laughs) You've got your dragons behind you. Like tell me because it's a really important cultural Mm. intervention Mm. to hear like the narrative of the middle-aged woman who's long-term single is left on the shelf. She's lonely. Mm. She's looking for a husband, da-da-da. What's your... Give us your hot take. 
You have got a lot of animals. I do, I do. Yeah, and you love cats, them. But if I if I, if a cat wants to come and hang out here, they're more than welcome. Yeah. But no, I love it. Prefer it. Mm. Tried the relationships. Yeah. They all sucked balls. <laughs> um, I would prefer to be gay if I could, but yeah. you know what? Red alert, sexuality is not a choice. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Someone write that down. Hot take. Hot take. I say yeah. it all the time. I'm a straight woman and fuck uh, me, I wish I wasn't. Yeah. But you know, I never chose to be this way. I, I think I, there's I, a few listeners who wish you weren't too. Just no, quietly. I'm, oh my God, what I would do to be with those listeners. Oh my God, you're a lesbian dream girl. I, I'm a lesbian wannabe. Yeah. I wish I wish you could choose your own sexuality. Because, and you know what? That's why I hate people that think it is such oh, a choice with gay people. It's like, yeah. when did you choose to be straight? Because yeah. I know for a fact I didn't and I wouldn't. Yeah, now, knowing yeah, what yeah. I know. If I had the option, I tell you what. Next time we go out, we can walk around holding hands, and you can just have that experience. Yeah. I do. Well, you know what? My best friend Annie Potatoes. Yeah, she lives in Castle Maine. Yeah, and it is full of lesbians. So yes, we, we don't do it on purpose, but yeah. we just hold. We we walk around arm in arm, and yeah, everyone, you know. even if we don't, people just assume we're um a couple. And it was not offensive to her, but she found yeah. it a little bit confronting, not because of the lesbianism, because yeah. people thought she was with me and she'd yeah, like, oh, it's never been her. It's your friend. No, no, I understand that part. I understand but that part. we're now very used to the the everyone thinks we're an old married couple and I yell at her like I would if I had a husband. Do you know what as well, I reckon, because you are both very potent, powerful women mm-hmm. and even unconsciously, regardless of your looks or signals or whatever, people actually unconsciously associate that with independence and they associate lesbianism with independence like oh you don't need dudes oh yes no like them don't need them don't (laughs) and so of course you must be I mean that's the oldest trick in the book isn't it you're an independent confident woman you must be a fucking lesbian yeah 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 if you want to be guess guess what I like dick yeah not yours It's not the bits attached to yours. Now tell me. It's not the dick that I even like. I don't even watch gay, I mean, straight porn. It it grosses me out. Penises are gross. I watch (laughs) like like lesbian porn. But yet I'm not a lesbian, but I have so many lesbian friends who watch gay men porn. So it has nothing to do with your sexuality. No, it It really doesn't. everything to do with what gets you off. And sometimes it might be the opposite of your sexuality for that very reason. Yep, exactly. Because it's fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. And whatever gets you off. And it seems yeah. to be the, all about the orgasms. And yeah. Not, or not the orgasms of in itself. It's about the build-up to getting that orgasm and, and that Between the years, what... Evie. It's between the years, it not is. between the legs. I was yeah. saying to a friend yesterday, gender has no dark. Um, what was it that I said to her? Lips and tits. Tits, lips and fingertips and toes, they have no gender in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> I say when don't. I'm mentoring new, well, obviously I'm very careful about who I say this to, but I'm thinking one in particular, a young woman that I mentor who started to get into comedy. When I say young, she's 38, so I'm being ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but she lacks a confidence and yeah. for a range of reasons. And now when she goes out on stage, I say to her, we have this little joke where I'm like, tits and teeth. Because she's trying to shrink herself. 
right? Because yes. she's she's a big girl as well. She's fucking gorgeous. I'm like, right, we don't do that. This I is your it. stage. You are taking up. So what do we do? Head up. We're showing our teeth. Chest out. Tits and oh, teeth. I love that. Can you record that and send it to me and I'll just play that every time. I'm going to, it. it's going to be your ringtone. Now, before I'll, I'll we move it. on, I really want to ask you, because there's heaps of long-term single listeners, what, or right. all, all those who may be soon, mm. what are leave the him. best things? <laughs> leave him. Email leave. Leave him now. Leave him now. <laughs> you are the lesbian agenda. What's mm. the best thing about being single? Like what's the biggest, you know, the stereotype that doesn't apply? Going to just doing what you want to do when you want to go, yeah. going to bed when you feel like it. Yeah. Watching Autonomy. the TV show that you want to watch. Yeah. Um, farting without anyone. <laughs> and that just doesn't come to being single. That comes like not having to shower yeah. or shave or yeah. make yourself smell a certain way yeah. or wash your hair because you stink Yeah, and being able to go to bed. And it doesn't matter. I guess it's just that whole that whole independent living, and it's not it's not just being single. Also, it's not having a flatmate. It's not having um, yeah uh, children yeah. who might end up hating you, like a lot of children do. You know, they go yeah. through that phase of "Mum, you yeah. suck," and when yeah, you really yeah. don't, I can't imagine the heartbreak that that yeah. would cause me. Yeah. Um, but it would be the making the choice for me mm. only. Mm. Oh when yeah, I- it's it's autonomy. When um our beautiful friend Wes Snelling was on, he oh, gave love Wes. Shout out. Oh, beautiful man. He love gave him. the example of like it's like if I walk into a shop, if I'm going shopping, I stay as long as I want. And I get what I want and then I leave. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. just the simplicity of that example, if you think of how many couples of all configurations, you can see one of them standing next to the change Maybe. room like fucking sighing. Can you I know, just ask though, why do they go shopping? I together? don't know. No one just wants go on your the own. Same stuff. Go yeah. with a friend or go yeah. on your own. Totally agree. It shits me to tears when I see uh, men meandering. It's like, yeah. what are you doing here? Yeah. Well, in so some cases, she she's made, made him come. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck right off. That on. kind of codependence. Ugh. Oh, codependence makes me a little bit vomit. Yeah, me too. And me you too. know what? That is a patriarchal put together. Um, and it's the codependency is about making the woman a servant. So mm. she's constantly, if she has, um, she's fought it. So mm. she'll drag him along to things because she's punishing him or she doesn't want him mm. to have any fun because he's made her a servant. Mm. You know, she she runs the house and she thinks that she's enjoying mm. it and she thinks mm. that, oh, this is the way, mm. you know, and the whole weaponized incompetence of mm. not, not packing the dishwasher properly mm. oh just leave it mm. i don't want him to do it honestly mm. i hate i always repack it after he's done it anyway yes. it's yes. like oh my yes. god the and the romantic right overlays now. because i think i see a lot of codependence in same-sex relationships as well right. and i think it's that i mean some to some degree i think if you've been discriminated against and or rejected by family and or you just have a hard time in the world and you find a, a soft place to land, you're going to fucking hold on to that like a life boy. Right. But also the romantic narratives that we see are actually highly dysfunctional in movies and television. You're my everything. You're my other half. You the, complete me. You're my one. They lived one. happily ever after. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot to answer. Often, even as a young 
actor, like teenager who just wanted to be an actor. I would yeah. watch movies. Yeah. And go, well, I want to see what happens after that. Because that yes. Nuts. They can't yes. just fly off into the sunset in a car no. after bang a lang a lang bang a lang We go to and it was like, now what? Yeah. Dirty dancing. What let's go back to yeah. New York and see that really works. Unless you're Thelma and Louise, and then you're dead. Best ending ever. If they could all end like that, that would be fantastic because that's the truth, baby. Right, I've got a meme to hit you with, beautiful. Go, please. This is from Weekend Bum Barbecue on Facebook. And I cannot recommend this more highly, this page. Like, it's so funny. Weekend Bum Barbecue. Bum Barbecue. Weekend Bum Barbecue. Just writing it down. Right, I'm going to send you the link. Ticker. Clicker. So he's posted, he just said, maybe your final stage of healing is telling certain folks to fuck off. What do you think about that? I think everything about that. I think that is exactly what I think. Did you Mm. see the meme that I put up on Instagram the other day that was very similar? Um, I can't remember it verbatim, but it was something like, oh, everyone thinks when you're 50 it's so awful, but. I'm at that age where I know the people I like and I'm happy to lose the people I uh, that don't serve me and I have no fucks left to give and I'm Amen. absolutely enjoying it. Yes, yes. And that's what they don't tell you. No. They don't tell you how much you're going to enjoy becoming enjoy the that. visible, old, frumpy lady who Did- walks around just going to people, fuck off. Yeah. And people, fuck off. <laughs> tell you that. that you know what they happen. tell you? They say, Evie. You're going to actually step into your power and tell some people to fuck off who needed to be told and then you'll be lonely and devastated and you'll die alone. That's what they tell you because they don't want you to know that actually if you to some extent, and I'm not, neither you or I are talking about just fuck everyone off and no one can make mistakes, but you do actually get to a certain point where you step into what I think of as your power where you go, I'm curating the people in my life. Curating is good. Right? If they are good for me energetically, if my nervous system feels good around them, if they lift me up, by all means stay. I don't care how flawed you are, you stay. Yes. But the other, if I'm like feeling small around you, if I feel I have to shrink, if I feel negged, if I'm sorry, we're too old for that shit. And you get that mortality at this age yeah. as well. You realise, uh, like, I've lost my mum. And yeah. it's like, oh, fuck. Mm. I don't have much time left. Who knows? Is yeah. that genetic? Is that, am I going to, I could die tomorrow. Yeah. I don't have any time left to no. pretend anymore. No. You know, the only problem I have mm. is being in the public eye because yes. that invisibility doesn't apply to me. No. It does. When people don't know who I am and yeah. I take advantage. Yes, yes. I <laughs> love that you're in the public eye. I clock eye. people. You don't know who I yeah, am. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you to, I'm going to tell you what I think. Watching, watching. But I think what I like about, if you imagine a scenario, you know, let's think of someone attending Christmas lunch where they're told, made fun of for being single, where they're told, oh, you've been in the top paddock, I, you've put on weight, that's one that's been said to me. Right. Uh, you know, like a whole range of things. Oh, what are, you, what are you doing that thing for? Or if you're made to feel like shit and you're like, how many fucking Christmases have I got left? What am I doing sitting here? Christmas lunch. 
I stopped going to Christmas lunch years ago. Years yeah, right. Ago, when my grandmother was still alive. And yeah. um, I left that one of them and that was one of the last I went to because I yeah. arrived. She had a go. Um, I left. My mother was in tears. Everyone's like, please come back. And I'm like, no, I don't. don't. No. no. No, I'm not. I'm no. Yeah. No. That that was, And, you know, the funny thing it was, it had nothing to do with me. My grandmother was at that age where she was being a cunt. But because she used to be awesome and then yeah. she went into that age of fear, you know, yeah. and she was listening to AM radio. But I brought my two dogs. We were having an outside lunch, by the way, but I yeah. brought my two dogs and yeah. it incensed her because I didn't have children and I brought my dogs and they were dogs and my family were like, no, they're her children. And yeah. she was like, why are they here? So I just got them and left. And do you think in truth, was she actually angry that you didn't have children? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and this is the other thing. I'm like, if you sit in that situation, and we've all been in in, a, in that situation with different details, at least know what you're angry about. About yeah, and they you can, know, and that's the thing that we have the opportunity now, and you know that's why it's so great to speak to anyone um, younger about these kind of things because you know the learning and the teaching mm. is so important. If you look at the our boomers and um above what what were the generation before them the boomers old. they were like the depressions the <laughs> yeah, depression I era I don't know. old yeah <laughs> um and they they never talked about my my auntie and i my my dad's sister who is my favorite person in the world next to my mother yeah she, we talk about all the time about how in our family we just never spoke about the real stuff like I had an Ugh. abortion when I was I uh, was 17 and I had another abortion at 28 and I could never talk to my family Anyone. about it yeah. you know and it was just so heartbreaking and you know I talked to my brother even my mm. brother and his sister-in-law now we have these conversations where I'm like we were that family we still are that family where yeah. we just stiff up a lip. Yeah. We're, we're not even English. Like, and it's so it's so toxic and I think it's around our age. This is one of the interesting things I reckon of, you know, when people talk about turning 40 being pivotal, it's around our age that shit bites. It's like someone who has been drinking, yeah. quote, unquote, socially. You can't hold it together any longer. You bounce back when you're 30. It's the same with repressed family shit. Yeah. Someone's going to blow. Yeah. And it's probably going to be someone in their 40s, right, yes. who's just had enough of yeah. the pretense. Yeah. And I actually think, I mean, it's very painful and any schisms are hard, but I think it's really healthy. It's your only chance of actually putting it back together or walking away, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and being healthy. The other one, let me put this to you before I give you a listener call just reminded me when you were talking about that, my favourite meme or whatever it is from the last few years, you would have seen it got rolling around where it basically it says, tell young people, let's say you're at the doctor, let's say you're in an appointment, let's say you're on a date, whatever it is, you don't like it, you leave. Yeah. You know, that idea of you sitting at Christmas lunch and feeling yeah. um, negated, yeah. up you get, you don't have to cause a scene. No. You, off you go. Leave. You are allowed leave. to leave. And if that doctor makes you feel a certain way or that PE teacher or the fucking, who doesn't matter, who the date. Yes, trust it. Leave. Go. Don't be polite. Yeah. No. And polite stay out of politeness. You're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. In all senses. But you need to be given that permission. No one gave me that permission. No. 
no one gave me that permission either. You know, you so know, let's still, do that. Yeah, yeah, let's do that and give it, give, give it, give, yeah, pay it forward. Let's pay, pay it, forward. it forward. Don't pull the ladder up behind you, etc. Right, are you ready for a listener call? Yes, please. All right, this is a big one. You can handle it. So I'm just going to find it. You can Um, handle it. You can. I know what you can handle. Thanks, mate. Hi, Nelly. I'm going to be Sam for the purpose of this message. Um, I've had a tumultuous couple of years. I'm looking to get back into the dating game, but a few things have uh, got in my way lately. So I... I'm officially divorced now, uh, separated from my husband uh, a year and a half ago after some uh, infidelity. He um, cheated on me at his daughter's wedding reception after I had already gone home with his daughter's friend. Huge disaster, total Jerry Springer drama. And so that ended that pretty quickly. I was already looking to get out of the relationship, um, but didn't be didn't want to be the one to you know split up the family, um, all that kind of thing. Was looking for a way out, and that definitely gave me a way out. Not that I should have needed a way out, but you know how it goes. So after getting over that, um, ext- Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Dream situation. Uh, slowly put myself back together, um, adjusted to being a single mum to my now five-year-old. And, yeah, started uh, after a few months, um, you know, used the dating apps, uh, had a few hit and miss scenarios, some positive experiences, um, some weirdos. Uh, ended up seeing a guy for a few months, which was a positive experience. That was pretty good, but didn't last because we were at di- different stages of life. He was a bit older. Anyway, um, then got diagnosed with breast cancer. So currently going through treatment, which is a total uh, dating buzzkill. And now thinking, you know, should I, can I still date when I'm going through chemo? I've lost all my hair. I'm not exactly looking my best at the moment, but still, you know, don't want to be alone forever. Um, yeah, it's it's been a r- rough couple of years and hopefully uh, next year will be better, which is what I said last year, but then this came along. Um, yeah, looking for advice on dating when not quite at my best and not quite looking my best and do I put current photos up with no hair or do I leave the ones up that I had up previously and then casually slip into the conversation that I'm bold oh so many different things to navigate or should I just wait 
until this whole thing is over, till I'm feeling better, till my hair grows back. <laughs> that seems like a, a long time though. Yeah, so looking for your thoughts. And, and then it cut out there. Darling woman, poor woman. What a beautiful call. Who I know. That so happen. Much. Oh, like, honestly. Oh, who, who orchestrates that to happen to a, a human? Oh, all right. So let's start there. Let's start with what kind of fucking asshole. Okay, cheating is one thing. Cheating at your daughter's wedding with your daughter's friend. Look, I'd just like to stay say straight up. I'm so, so, so sorry that that happened to you. So like, sorry. Fuck me. What an awful. Also, can I say straight up? I've got a few things to say about this. Yeah. This is nothing to do with you. This is nothing, nothing no. to do with you. Yeah. And I know that the trauma that it's left you is quite sufficient. Yeah, <laughs> so profound. I yeah, I hope you are getting the therapy that you need mm. to deal with that. I really recommend EMDR, which is great mm. for trauma-based therapy for mm. this particular memory that you can't sleep because of or something mm. like that. Mm. You can't seem to get past. So that is something I recommend for that particular <gasps> trauma. Mm. trauma. Mm. Um, and maybe you're over it. Maybe you're past it and go, well, it is all him. And I was looking for something mm. but still... Mm. That young woman mm. has had, I, I don't mm. even know what her future holds as far as mm. anything, but that's it's not so, you either. Just staying with that, like I'm not trying to put lipstick on a pig, but you've dodged a fucking bullet, girl. Oh like my God. they're somewhat like, okay, cheating, let's put cheating as a concept aside. I'm talking about cheating at your daughter's wedding with your daughter's friend. There is no universe in which anyone can fucking find their way around to justifying that. It is I, next level disgusting. Can I just say, though, that the way she spoke about it, I mean, yeah. it's obviously been a year and a half since that yeah. happened. But, well, a year and a half since she'd been divorced, so it may be even more. Yeah. But as shocking as that behaviour was, mm. um, I'm going to just say she probably wasn't as shocked as we are. She sounds I'm, relieved. Yeah, and... yeah. The way she was speaking, I mm. felt like going, well, what? Yeah, that sounds like him. I didn't even mm. know the guy. Mm. But I was like, yeah, but it wasn't because it, for me it was just a bunch yeah. of jewelry men who do yeah. that shit. And it's like, are we really surprised that mm. he happened to do it drunk at, at his daughter's wedding mm. when he was feeling great and he's always really liked this young girl and, mm. you know, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm not surprised that, that that's daughter. what they do. His yeah. poor daughter. I mean, I she's already said it. this, and I don't want to dwell on it because I don't want her to, I'm not in any way criticising her, but just to reiterate what she already said, you didn't need that excuse to leave. Just no. to reiterate, you are allowed to leave at any time for any reason. You're just, allowed. I didn't want to break up the family. Like, oh, and I you understand. You're never going to break up a family. You are ne uh, a family is a family and they are parts. Yeah. They are yeah. parts of humans and they are all individuals. You are never going to break up a family, even if you have children at home who mm. are dependent on the both of you. Mm. You are never going to break up that family if you don't live together anymore. Yeah. yeah. Never think that you will. And you know what? Culturally mm. and religiously, that that puts it in a whole other layer for so mm. many people. Mm. Um, it's your happiness, which is mm. what makes your children happy. 
Yes. Break up a family will never break people by making yourself happy. I think it's really useful to sit in, like when you're sitting in that shit, like when you're sitting in the feelings and you got to, and you got to feel hurt. And one of those things is going to be, I broke up my family. I lost my family. My family's broken because you get these messages constantly. What I try and do then is we've talked about this metaphor before. A lot of therapists use it where like if someone's shit canning their own, like shit spraying their own um, emotions, it's like they're handing you a basketball and you go, I'm giving that back. Like, cause that's not my emotion, like your oh, anger or your yes. shame or your disappointment, that's yours. So I'm going to take that off my lap and give it back to you. And that is exactly the same with the whole concept of broken family. That's not my concept. I don't even believe that. Perfect. And I'm not- living example of the fact that my family's not broken. You are. You are. You're so a take that example of that. Basketball. Yeah. You give it back to whomever told you that. Even if you imagine a imagine a really misogynist commentator, if yeah. you don't have a literal person. Yeah. Here you go. Take that back. Oh, as I like to say, not my dog, not gonna walk it. Hand oh, it lead over. Not my shit, not my bucket. <laughs> now let's get to I love yeah. the question about the question I mean, first of all, I hope you your breast cancer recovery is going well. Um, let's get to, I've got a very specific idea on how to handle the dating apps, but I'd love to hear what you think. Well, uh, for me, dating apps, uh, they don't exist. I don't oh, hang on them. one second. Now I've got a dog cutting sick. Hang on. Ralph, come here. Ralph, you cheeky monkey. I see him coming and going in the background. Yeah. Someone dared to walk past our house. Outrageous. Observe. 4.8 kilos of him is going to take them on. I love it. My God. So, yes, in this context, so you're you're not a fan of the dating apps, but let's I'm say not. what and do you think about the photos and stuff? Okay, with the photos, I'd say be who you are authentically. Um, always be who you are in the now. Yeah. So show your bald photos, you beautiful bald woman. Yeah. Um, also, Tammy Lobato wigs. <laughs> yeah. I use toppers because of my um, alopecia. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I show both. I show my hair with yeah. thinning and I also show my hair with my topper on. Um, if they can handle it, they're the kind of guy for you. Correct. So that's all I have to say. Yeah. The apps are full of douchebags as far as uh, I'm concerned. Yeah. And you've obviously come across a few of them. Yeah. Um, just be who you are authentically always, yeah. always be who you are now, mm. then in the future. Mm. And if that changes, you change your photographs. That's the mm. wonder of these apps. Mm. Do not put old photos up, put mm. up new fo- and show who you really are mm. and be honest about what you're feeling. And if they mm. can handle it, fucking mm. lock that shit down. It's it. <laughs> down it's good it's actually a really I'm not trying to suggest that having breast cancer is good but this particular situation is a good litmus test it is and you know everything like they say life doesn't happen to you it happens for you yeah so you know you've got breast cancer that's fucked yeah it's fucked yeah but you it's happening and 
it, it is making you think of things that you never thought never. of before. And yeah. you are you are litmus testing people mm. around you, people mm. who've been in your life, people who are coming into your life, mm. people who have had breast cancer before that you've always thought you had sympathy for, you now have empathy for. Like yes. there's all of these things, as awful as they are, yeah. I'm not going to say they have it for a reason, but because yeah. I fucking hate that. But this... This is where you are, and you are—you yeah. sound amazing. Can oh, I just doesn't say? Like, she? You are. It such sounds a... amazing. You know what? The thing is, at this age as well, like this would be a really different question if she was twenty. Mm, at our very... age, either you have chronic health issues yourself, or you know someone with chronic health issues. Like I don't know anyone. I've currently got two friends with breast cancer. You know, there would be, I don't think there'd be a person in your age bracket on the apps who doesn't know someone with breast cancer or a comparable condition. Exactly. Um, And if their heart is hardened to that, even with that knowledge and life experience, then off you fuck, they are not for you. Exactly. And you know what? There's going to be a lot of men like that. Yep. Even though they know women, they're just going to be like We weed it out then. Oh, I don't want to deal with that. That's not shit I want to deal with. In terms of my specific advice, and I'd like you to hear what you think about this, Evie. I actually reckon if, let's say she's recently recently diagnosed, if she has got a picture of herself that's recent, and I mean within, say, the last 18 months, maybe maximum two years, mm-hmm. um, pre-chemo, I personally think put that as your profile picture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then put a series of photos because I always recommend you should have five or six photos in different settings mm-hmm. and have at least two or three of them where you're in a scarf or you're bald or it's clear mm-hmm. that you are going through treatment, that you're mm-hmm. going through chemo and let's see how they deal with that. Absolutely. I think it would, my question also is, do you want to date someone where you're going through chemo? Like, aren't you exhausted? Um, yeah. But she may not. She may like yeah. it kind of maybe as I'm coming out of chemo, yeah. I, you know, my hair hasn't grown back, which she said, yeah. and it's going to grow back fuzzy and then short. Um, yeah. So she does have a bit of a time. So, yeah, yeah, put that up and see how they react. Yeah. But I also there was something she said that really stood out for me. She said, I don't want to be alone for the rest of my life. Like I don't yeah. want to die. And I'm like, you're never going to be alone ever. Mm. Mm. You do not need a partner. Mm. No. To complete you. You do mm. not. And I get the whole, but I mm. really want to fall in love. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I get that as well. But mm. there are so many different types of love. Mm. Don't close yourself off to incredible friendships. Yeah. Or friendships that you already have that you've never gone to the next level of vulnerability with. Yeah. Um, also friends to come. Mm. Um, male friends that you've mm. never had friendships with, mm. um, re- relationships with your children that you mm. may not have had because you've been in a romantic or you're mm. still looking for a romantic relationship. Imagine at be this okay point. to not be single. Just be okay oh. to be single. Oh, absolutely. Because can I just say you may be single for the rest of your life. There's a reality there that is yep. not frightening. Yes. Well, so if. Don't be frightened of it. It. We make it frightening, mm-hmm. but imagine picking up on something you said. Let's say this is clearly any cancer diagnosis is a turning point or a reckoning of some sort with your own mortality. Mm-hmm. Imagine, think of the person that you're closest to. It could be someone you've known six months. It could be someone you've known for 25 years. Imagine if you went to them speaking of that vulnerability opportunity and said, 
I'm really scared of dying alone. I'm really scared, not of, of breast cancer even, I mean, in general, I'm really scared of being by myself for the rest of my life. Will you come on this journey with me? Like if I had a friend come to me and do that, I would melt. Yep, me too. And we do that in romantic relationships. Why? Why can't I go, Evie, we have a special connection. I love you. I'm single. You're single. Let's hold each other's hand through this journey. Yep. And it's not just the sad journeys and the hard journeys like No. That. It could be I've chosen to have a baby on my own. Will you yes. be in the birthing room with me? Yeah, let's go dancing after. Yeah, not the, after the birthing room, but you know what I mean. Absolutely. Not straight after. <laughs> not straight after. And picking up on what you said about whether she wants to date or not. So I had a friend who is now in recovery um, and all clear from breast cancer, but she was in this situation a few years ago, and she wanted to date, and she hadn't been dating, which I found really interesting. Because she's like, I am embracing life by the balls, right? This What this has told me is that I want fun. She wasn't looking for a husband. Mm-hmm. She was not looking for a one-night stand either, somewhere in the middle. She's mm-hmm. like, if I can find joy, I'm going to fucking find it. And even if I'm tired, I'm going for that cocktail or whatever you're doing. So maybe she's in that space. Yeah. of it's, It can be life-affirming. It can. And I think the more she talks about it to people, friends, family, yeah. strangers, the yeah. more she'll realize that, um, well, she, of what she wants. Yes. And what she doesn't want. Yes. She may think she has a picture of what she wants in a partner that is actually not what she oh, wants. Oh, 100. That's so true. And thinking and outside the box. While she's, you know, doing the dating, which I call the practicing and all of yeah. that kind of thing, also practice being single and yeah. and doing the things that you never got to do before. And the joy Or practice of those. a bit of both. Go, you yeah. know what? Oh, yeah, I'm going to go on one date a month, right? I'm going through chemo. I've got a life. I work. I've got kids, whatever it is. Like I've got shit going on. You don't have to date like three times a week. No. So I'm going to organize one date a month. And, and I'm also, just going to, it's not going to dominate my life. And also, can I add to that um, one date a month, one more date a month, you out on your own? Yes. That's what I mean. Don't fill up your spare time. You know, like, I, as you know, I have Wednesday nights and Friday nights. And I found when I first started dating, I would just make sure I had dates on those nights. Then I was like, hang on, I want to go to like the Malt House and watch a show. And I don't want to take someone I don't know to that. You know, like quarantine it for your friends, for yourself, for a, I just want to go and have dinner by myself. Like the other night I went to a oh, pub and had dinner by I myself. Love, I, I loved yeah. it. Yeah. And I do yeah, love yeah. it. Or go to the movies or whatever. Yeah. So maybe yes. there's a little bit of like reframing. Can you please call back in? Because I think both yeah, of us would like please. to know how you go. Would and love just to. an offer to you, because obviously you have my email and I'll have yours. If you would like me to write your dating profile and help you choose your pictures, I will do that. Yes. Nelly yeah. does the best. Oh, I love it. The best. Oh, Fuck out the rest. Yeah. But thank you. <laughs> thank yes. you so much for calling because I think it's, it yes. is a very specific question that you, quite frankly, you wouldn't find on most like in dating discussions. Yeah, I think it's There's an assumption that you're young and, and quote, unquote, healthy. And that is false assumptions on both fronts. (laughs) 
All right, we're going to finish up with no shade on X. We're obviously get to shade an X, and he's a ten. But so, what's a stupid thing, Evie Jones, that an X of yours has done? Can be serious, can be lighthearted, doesn't matter. Or that look suggests it's serious. Just they're all dumb. Oh! Sorry to use an ableist slur, but no, they're all. None of them are tens. No yeah. one is a 10, can I just say. Yeah. There is no 10s in the world. Yeah. Um, well, other than us. Eye, yeah. Well, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Oh, so, indeed. you know, you yeah. can think someone's a 10, but guess what? Mm. So the Not tenth, even but, us. Yeah, the 10s, but it's a bit like imagine if you were on a date with the hottest guy you can imagine in whatever that means, whether mm. it's intellectually, physically, whatever, mm. then he does something where you go, oh, fuck no. I'm going to have to say if he comes up, if he likes Trump. <laughs> yes, this comes up all the time. Did you see that thing the other day? I think it was on TikTok, but it must have been on Instagram if I saw it, mm-hmm. where this fabulous woman said her test now when she's messaging from online dates, she says, what's your most controversial opinion? Yeah, yeah. How clever is yeah. that? It's so you really don't waste good. your time going on Don't a waste d- your time. Someone yeah. who's a Trump voter. Yes, Yes. I love it. Or if they go, oh, this trans thing's gone a bit too far. Great. I'm out. Thank, Thank you for you. letting me know. That's why I don't mind the pro- um the bios that say, yes. oh, don't do pronouns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. I, I hated that woman because she used pronouns. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah so did you. Just Outrageous. <laughs> Let me tell you that one of my favourite episodes recently was with Dr. Gilbert Kaluuya, and he's an um, mm. Asian gay man. And we would talk about, because I was getting on my high horse about how fucked it is that people put no Asians on their profile. Like, just swipe left for fuck's sake and stop advertising your bigotry. But he had a really interesting perspective. He's like, I actually would rather they did so that I didn't waste my time. That's me too. Show me in your bio exactly Mm. who you are as far Mm. as racism, homophobia, and Mm. all of it goes. Show me who you are. If you're a misogynist, I want to see it straight up. You know, own it. Own it. Don't say I'm a, I'm not a racist, but yes, say I'm I a racist. It, what what like my little empathetic heart hurts though when I've seen like the one I've seen most commonly on the queer apps is no trans, and I just think of my trans friends reading that. Yep. Like you're yes. going there as a uh, as an already marginalised person yep. and you're putting yourself out there into a really vulnerable situation, i.e. dating, and to see someone literally quite literally dehumanise you on the regular, I, I, I it just hurts me. It hurts me as well. I don't know. I mean, that's a whole other kettle of fish and I yeah. truly believe one day we will never even be able to talk about gender because it just yeah. it won't exist. Yeah. Um, but that's not going to happen in our lifetime. Yeah. And, but it, and as, as much as it hurts, you would be, de- I guess, you would be desensitised eventually to see because exposure is, dis, you know, desensitising. And I guess you'd rather find out before you were sitting with that person. I, and I would yeah. for them as well. Yeah. I would want to know if I'm going to set you up with someone mm. and they've said to me, but I don't want to date someone. Mm. <laughs> I'm just mm. having that conversation with someone mm. that would say, no mm. trans. Mm. I want to date a trans. I want to date a, I want to date a woman who has a penis. <laughs> Wouldn't that yeah. solve everything? Wouldn't and I'm it? living in the world now when that could happen for me. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely could. 
I reckon I can make that happen. That's interesting, actually, going back to the setting up, because I remember this is ages ago now, but I'd said to a friend, oh, look, I'm open to be setting up, and this is what I'm looking for. And she said, for the same reason, because she's got trans mates and they were obviously in the in the in the dating mix. And she specifically asked me, she's like, I'm not gonna um set you up until I understand your views in this set. Like I'm not putting them in this position. Cause I sort of question, oh, why'd you ask me that? Of course I would. She's yeah. like, because I'm doing due diligence. I went, You're right. Of course you're right. Of course. Of course you should ask. Thank you. Of course. But yeah. Jesus, that question should never even be a Oh, mate, don't even. So what about Another stupid... reason I hate apps. Just yeah, yeah. Whole, all of it. The politics. The stupid shit of an ex. Is it just that they're, like, really disappointing? You know, I broke up with a guy and a friend was the one that gave me the permission. It was, you know, funny mm. how your friends mm. often go, break up with him, and you're like, yes, I'm going to now. Because oh, thank fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I walked, I was just telling her in, we were talking about something and how, when I go from the bathroom to the bedroom, if I haven't got a towel on, my boyfriend would laugh at my body. What? And that was her reaction. Oh, my. And I was shocked at her reaction. I'm like, well, no, because it's a funny body. Oh, easy. And I was only, well, that was the 1999. So I was only about 28. Oh, my God. That I feel like I've been punched in the face. She said, leave him, leave him, leave him tonight. And I did. I left him that night because I, I'd never had that, someone react like that. It was just oh, a normal Evie. part of our relationship. That is fucking outrageous. See, this is why I like the specificity because I'm now thinking, and I mean, I assume I have your permission because you know my kids. I will be telling my daughter, older one, that story. Now that she's in that age Good. bracket. Because Good. Yeah. no one would have sat down with either your eye and gone, you know what, if you go home with someone and you drop your towel as you walk into the toilet and they laugh at your body, well, there's no if, buts or maybes. You're fucking out of there. Yes. No one gets to laugh at your no. body. No. It's not a compliment. It's not funny. It's yeah. That is disgusting. It is. And, you know, the irony is that um, there's that saying, that men's biggest fear is to be laughed at. Oh, yes, And indeed. women's biggest fear is that they'll kill murdered. us. Mm. Yeah. And it's funny because had it been the other way around, yeah. I could have been murdered oh, for laughing at him, you know, laughing because they there is nothing worse for them than us laughing at them. It's powerful. But for the same reason, I mean, I can imagine a, a situation where that guy goes, I was only joking. Oh. Completely. She only laughs jo- about it too. Hang on. That is powerful. That is diminishing. You're not laughing with me. You know, that's not you and I like laying. Imagine you and I laying side by side, kind of go, look how my tit falls into my armpit. I mean, that's just bonding. That's friendship. It's someone being exposed, which is yeah. what being naked, walking from the da 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 to the da da. Someone being exposed, being mocked, that is fucking belittling. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, in... in Oh, fuck him. I'm so outraged. (laughs) I'm so outraged for you. So, you know, in in, since that's happened in the last 24 years, I've seen so many videos and um, portrayals 
sense of women with bodies like mine yes. where a man will go, oh, 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 yeah, said, oh absolutely. No, I, look I look, oh, don't. And he's like, no, I think you're beautiful, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I see. I see um, where I, it was supposed to be. I see how yes. it was supposed to be now. Yes. You know, yesterday I was watching a TikTok about a woman who was did all these videos. You know the wedding? Yeah. The wedding where yeah. they see the cake in the faces? Yeah. And the women all say, don't do it to me, and the men do it. And they do it. Ugh. And how this women, I'm going to send it to you now, but but it's all about how how violent Yeah, and how that's the, a part of you're not behaving how you're supposed to behave when you get a cake. I said no. Right? You know what I'm, and you will remember this. This takes me back to an infamous um, moment on Australian television where a couple of contestants on Big Brother held a girl down and did what they called teabagging, which is when you put testicles on. Sorry? Oh, no, they did a turkey slap, which is when they hit her with a flaccid penis. Oh, yeah. Maybe this there was another incident where they put testicles on her eyelids. And... Exactly that scenario with her going, don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. And then kind of, it's funny. It's, it's a fucking assault. It's assault. Non-consensual assault. Well, it's, not that many. Well, no, assaults can be consensual. It's an outrageous. Yeah. yeah. And that's what oh. that cake smushing. Yeah, yeah. There's so many women. And they, yeah. the woman showed in the TikTok, she kept showing the the violence of it. Like yeah. so many men hold the women down to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fighting. To get out yeah. of it. when I was they've doing the sex makeup, the shows. hair, and the dress yeah. on, and they've on got her cake over them on the day oh. where she's meant to be center of attention. Oh, and she mm. also showed the little bit further where the women who are behaving the way you're supposed to behave it's right. a joke, it's so funny. <laughs> they get their husbands first, so the husbands pick up the cake and throw it at them, the whole cake. She shows even further what happens if you make them the joke instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you play along, but your own rules, but yeah. they're not their rules. There was you yeah. were there to be humiliated. Yeah, I'm, I'm belittling whether I You're think I am or not. You're not playing it properly. One of the examples we used to give when we were doing sex ed shows, because I really wanted to do very specific incidents that we'd heard from the kids. Mm-hmm. The most common one was at a party. Usually a boy actually being held without his permission, without his consent, and dacked. Yeah. I.e., his genitals being exposed to a group of people. And to make that very clear, that is an assault. Yes. That is not funny. And that what that leads to when there's two people alone, two teenagers alone drunk in the room next to the room where that happens is a whole other fucking conversation. And which is why we go back to if your kid doesn't want to hug someone, you let them, you give permission, you do not have to hug auntie so-and-so. This is not required. You have bodily autonomy. It is not funny to tickle a kid when they don't want it. Thank you. Yes, my God, more. You just met Chloe Hayden. Oh, bless. I love her. Adore her and her mother. Oh, I just... But I said, can I get a photo? She said, yeah. And I said, can I put my arm around you? And she goes, thank you so much for asking. Yes. yes. Yeah. And if she'd said no, you go, okay. Yeah, absolutely. I always remember mm. Keanu Reeves. There's all these photos of him with like hovering 
Yes. Auntie never touches anyone yes. when he has photos with them. And that could be an OCD yes. thing for him. Could be. But Whatever I'd it say is. it's probably his respect. You don't need an explanation. It doesn't matter. There's a woman at my gym who wears a T-shirt that says drugs, not hugs, don't touch me. Have that T-shirt. I love it. I'm going to get you one. Oh, we've got to finish up, but you and I, you're coming back on because I've bloody just yes. scratched the surface. I love you, Evie Jones. I love you too, Nelly Oh, Thomas. my God. You're the best. And my kids adore would you, you so much. Would you come on my podcast as please. well? Please. I would love to have you on. Can we give it a plug, please? Yes. My podcast is Two Girls, One Pod. It's just me. It's, it's brilliant. It's just me now. We're about to announce. When is this coming out now? This will be out probably next week. I think okay, I might good. move it up the schedule. Well, we've already announced then in future yeah. time. Angie's left our pod. Which okay. People will know about by now. Yeah. Um. So it's just me. So yep. I'm looking for girls to fill in the other seat. I'm so here. I would love it if you would be one. Ready, of them. willing, and able. But I just, I really do love from the minute. I mean, obviously, I know you properly now. But even from the minute I saw you on TV, the the resonance for me, it, it, it it's the same experience as when I watch Bridget Everett on Somebody Somewhere. I'm same, like, same. I, Get you that. are me. Like not all I mean. the details, but it's like I don't see someone not just that looks like me. It's not just the physicality, but who has my vulnerabilities, Yeah, who's prepared to share them, yes. who's also fucking sunshine. Like we're yeah. not one or the other. Like we're not broken or sunshine. I'm both. You're both. All of it. We're all of it. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. I love oh, that. Yes, yes. I'm yes. taking it. Good. I'm taking it too. Thank you for having me on. I love you, girl. And I'll put all links to all your stuff in um in the show notes and we will get you back for sloppy seconds. Woo! Woo! Thank you, darling. Bye. Bye. Dear Nelly, I could use some advice, dear Nelly. Yeah, some help would be nice, dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of a lot to explore, dear Nelly, when you're 40 or more, dear Nelly, so I'm hoping we can talk it through, dear Nelly, I'm rocking my prime and it's time to get down some, baby mess around some, it's never too When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Dear Nelly. Now, don't be shy. I would love to hear your questions and comments. To send me a recording or an email, go to nellythomas.com and follow the links. It's super easy and you might hear me talk about your question in a future episode. 
Huge thanks to producer Sam Peterson from the Producer Boy Creative Production team and to producer Faye Younger, who in addition to being an excellent human, is also a brilliant real estate buyer's advocate and can be found at youngerhill.com. Thanks to Acast and all the team. And lastly, to you. Without the listeners, I'm just a middle-aged mole talking shit to no one. Please rate, review and consider subscribing for five bucks a month for a bonus episode and to help me keep the lights on. And tell your bloody mates, would you? I'd really appreciate it. Love yous.